Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, also Apple Podcasts, and you can find us on Dash Radio every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel as we speak. Post up 5R being hosted by Royal Shepherd with many of the group from Five Reasons. They're on there now. We also do Before Floor an hour before every Heat game. I host that one. And of course, Greg Sylvander, Brady Hawk, Jonathan Ramlikan, and Ricky J. Mark appear on that. Also check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Make sure you spell it out. Before I even started this podcast, Brady Hawk's latest takeaways are up and there is no paywall. We are sponsored tonight. You hear that noise in the background? Had a really good time tonight. We're at a watch party at Dangerous Minds Brewery that's up in Pompano Beach at the Pompano City Center right on Copens and Federal. It was a great time uh, with a bunch of people from the Five Reasons Sports Network, but also uh, just some fans of the Heat. We watched the Heat win tonight. We're going to have another watch party out here soon. Dangerous Minds, great pizza, great beer. Uh, they brew all their beer here in-house, uh, and the pizza was great, and we just had a really good time. Real intimate atmosphere, uh, great place to watch a game. So Dangerous Minds, just check it out. Dangerous Minds Brewery in Pompano. Our next watch party, Monday, the Denver game, the quarterdeck in Sunrise near the Panthers Arena. And now, tonight's episode. Down Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, this power have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Again, a little bit of ambient noise tonight. Hope that doesn't bother you, but everybody's kind of in the spirit. The Miami Heat are 6-1 and one on the season now. 6-0 and oh, when Kyle Lowry plays. They are immune from the uh, Five Reasons Watch Party curse. That's how good this team is. And tonight, they win 125-110. to 110. Even while Dallas gets off to a hot shooting start, they gather themselves on the road. Great scoring performances from Kyle Lowry as well as Tyler Hero tonight. They got enough from Jimmy, enough from Bam. Uh, I've spread the scoring out between their big four I've got Alex Toledo with me. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. We were sitting here watching the game tonight, Alex. And to me, the thing that jumps out, and I know that they've handled Dallas in recent years, but I've been in that building when things have gone the other direction and they can't gather themselves, okay? And they start looking at each other like, why are you making that pass and all the rest of that? Why are you not closing out on this guy? This team doesn't rattle. The only time we've seen them close to rattle is in Indiana without Kyle Lowry. But when Kyle Lowry is on the floor, this team does not rattle. They don't rattle on the road. They gather themselves, as I said earlier. Offensively, they had 99 through three quarters tonight. It seems like every game they're near 100 through three. And again tonight, they hold Dallas under their percentages uh, ultimately as the game goes on. Most impressive thing for you tonight. 
Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because this is a team where the Mavericks in the past have had incredibly efficient offenses, especially historically because, the, you know, the high-paced stuff that's happened over the couple of years. This is a team that uh, the Heat actually let score 110 today, which hasn't happened often this season. They held so many teams under 100. You know, part of that is the new rules. But even though they did a good job, uh, you know, keeping Luka to, you know, low scoring for his standards, right? He, he didn't dominate the game in the same way he always does. He was a minus 13 for the game, even though single game plus minus is flawed. You know, he was he, the one thing he did really well was get to the free throw line. But scoring wise, they did the best they could. He, he shot 10 of 24. The, the one thing that really stood out, I think the reason the Mavericks got to high, such a high score was Brunson going off, going 10 of 13, which is incredible. Like I liked him, but he really went off. Uh, the story of the game for the Heat is the offense, I think. This is a game where you saw Lowry go off, and I think this is something that, that makes me optimistic about him because I already feel like he can bring this out whenever he needs to, right? The scoring. And I feel like we were talking about this here at the watch party. I overstated how much he brings scoring-wise and understated how much he brings as a quote-unquote traditional point guard. And this is a game where it was actually the other way around, right? It was more what I expected. He, he goes 6 of 9 from 3, 7 of 10 from the field, gets 9 assists, 1 turnover, you already know he's playing high-level defense. This is probably the best game I think Lowry has uh, played with the Heat just because he showed everything he could do, including the scoring. You got more of the same from Jimmy, Bam, and Tyler looking like their best scoring-wise. So it's like, although Lowry had his best game in the score, it didn't take away from what they have been able to do throughout this season. So to me, all they've done is reinforce all the great stuff we've seen so far, even though they, they, they let the Mavericks get to 110. Everything has worked out, whether they're hitting their threes or not. The one thing that stays keeping up, like you mentioned, is the Mavericks not shooting well. The Heat have kept teams to much, I mean, way below their averages from a three-point percentage. Some people might point to that as a weak spot. I say it's that's, a, that's what happens when you have a great process, right? You know, trust the Heat's process. Their defensive process, they allow a lot of threes, but they're always contested. Take a look at the scoring tonight. You mentioned the offense. Uh, Jimmy Butler, just four of 11 from the field, but 15 of 17 from the line. He's been incredible from the foul line. He's 90% shooter from the line, 23 points. Bam, 22 tonight. Eight of 18 from the field, six of seven from the line. Lowry, you mentioned it, 22. He's now, and he oh, not only that, the nine assists and the five rebounds. Kyle Lowry, I think, I believe, was, what, four of five from three in the last game? So now what is that 10 of 14 from three in the last two games when everybody was concerned about his three point shooting Tyler hero tonight, 25, 11 of 20, three of six or three. He passed up on some threes too, but again, the floor game, plus no turnovers, no turnovers plus 21, three rebounds and four assists, 25 off the bench. I mean, essentially, I mean, essentially, Tyler Hero is like locking up six man award in the first three weeks. I mean, I, I don't even know who gets close to him at this stage. Played 35 minutes tonight, most on the team. Good production from Morris again, four of six from the field. Deadman, four of seven. You're getting 19 from your backup, 19 and eight from your backup bigs tonight. They completely destroyed the, the Mavs when it comes to bench play. And I think that might be another side story here is how much we underrated, you know, how productive their bench might be on a night to night basis. Yeah. And I feel like when Eric Spolster is talking about it, he's directing it a little bit at people like us who are, who are questioning the depth, but look, I, I mean, if, if hero is going to play like this, we've said, we've said it, they really only need one other guy to give them scoring off the bench every night. 
tonight they got it from all of them. They got they got it from all of them. Um, and then, you know, obviously they, they had some guys who came in late, like uh, Yurtsevin. And, and it's nice to see Udonis actually getting minutes at the end of the games now. Uh, but but they got it from there and they got it without Struess tonight, too. They don't have Struess for two weeks. I thought Martin gave them good minutes, even though he didn't score. Uh, he just does a little bit of everything. He doesn't get in the way. He moves the ball. He plays with pace. He, he defends. I, I mean, if you look at their overall box tonight, and, and again, I, you know, it's, it's so hard at this point not to get carried away with this team. 25 assists again tonight. The three-point shooting is starting to come up, 13 of 25. And, and really, you look around the league, and I was looking at some of the numbers from around the league right now. There's no one close to them right now. There's no one close to them right now. They are, uh, they are so far ahead of everybody defensively, and now the offense is coming, and there's a comfort level. But I'm just going to keep coming back to this. We can talk about talent. We can talk about, you know, uh, combinations of players and styles. To me, a team is ultimately judged by how they handle adversity and pressure during a game. This team is not phased by it. And that is very different from the team last year. I completely agree with you. And I should have focused on that more in my whole monologue that went way too long, just like every other time that I speak on this podcast. But really, that's a great that's probably the biggest story, because you look at what happened in the first quarter and look, they got outscored, even though their first quarter stats have been absolutely terrific. Right. They've been at their best in their first quarter, which we saw two seasons ago before the bubble. Right. Uh, So we went back to some of that. But they got outscored by six uh, tonight. And then in the second quarter, they outscored the Mavericks by 14, putting up 46 after only putting up 24 in the first quarter. That's something that I feel like other teams are not capable of, especially like doing on a night-to-night basis. And that's something that the Heat are more or less doing because heading into this game, they were in the top eight or so, I believe, in offensive rating. And now they have another night where I think this is probably their most balanced scoring night where, like we said, you know, you get everybody having high scoring nights, your, your four best players, I think, in Kyle, Jimmy, Bam, and Tyler. And the offense is really probably at its best tonight, I think, that we've seen th- throughout the season, other than that that, that uh, rough start in the first quarter. So, again, speak to what you're talking about, the adversity. This is a team that no matter w- whether it's at the start or at the end, I feel like in these in this first stretch of the season, they've come back from adversity over and over. I've honestly never seen a new team come together this quickly. I really have. I mean, but, but, but here's the thing. I mean, okay. There are four core players that are back from last season, right? I mean, that that were, I mean, Duncan, Tyler, Bam, and Jimmy. So it's not a totally new team, but it's basically five new rotation players. I mean, before Struce got hurt, he was one of them. Now Martin's replaced him. And so they are, they, you're talking about five new rotation players and they look totally comfortable with each other. And, and I just think I keep coming back to this and we were talking about this on the pregame. It just felt like Eric Spolstra knew how he was going to handle this team from the very start. I feel like he's gone into some seasons, not really knowing takes him a while, find a rotation, right? Is Spo finally going to find a rotation? We go back to the 2015, 16 team, right? Which was extremely talented. They're- Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
We're only four games over 500 at the All-Star break with Chris Bosh before Bosh got the blood clots. It, this team from the very beginning, it's like he knew the exact style he wants to play offensively, the exact style he wants to play defensively. There's been like no mystery to it for him, whereas with previous teams, they have been, right? I, I want to let you come in and comment on that on the other side of the break. Before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor, the Five Reasons Sports Network. This is where you got to go to get your CBD. It's Therapist Preferred. Go to therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN. That's 5RSN to get 25% off your order. Of course, CBD can help you with all kinds of things from recovery to sleep. It's just good for you, basically. Okay, it's no TH. Uh, you don't have to do a THC, anything like that, that you're going to fail a drug test or anything. CBD, it's good for you, and this is the best stuff, okay? It was developed in 2019 by a physical therapist to maximize performance. And you can get the strawberry lemonade gummies. Uh, you get the green apple gummies. You get the tincture. You can get the sports cream. They've got all of it at therapistpreferred.com. I actually need to go get some myself because I realize I don't have any more. So go to therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN. Get 25 percent off a little bit looser tonight on the pod obviously you can hear the atmosphere in the background uh people are happy about how the heat played tonight there was a bunch of folks in heat jerseys here at dangerous minds we'll be back out here again i mentioned we're going to be at quarter deck next monday this is the one in sunrise that's going to be our first of several quarter deck locations that we go to this year i will say this a lot of people want us to come to dade Please. I, alex wants us to come to dade he drove an hour tonight okay he's he's, he's got to find his way home i will just say this Find us a spot to come and date. We're happy to come and date. If you happen to have an establishment in date, we will go there. I'm not going to mention specific names, but there are some places that we'd like to go to. So we definitely could come to your place. But it was a great night here at Dangerous Minds. I want to let you come in. Uh, some of the stuff I was talking about before the break. So you mentioned that. I, I know we've been comparing this team to a lot of different teams at this point, because that's what we do when you do four shows a week, you, you know. You often think about other teams, and that's what you do as a human, right? You compare teams to other teams you've seen in the past. I brought up that Celtics one kind of as something as a passing thought just based on the way that Lowry kind of is more of a facilitator than a scorer on this team, kind of the way that Rondo was always making the other three guys better. But now, to me, when you compare comparing it to a 15-16 team, and you mentioned how they were barely, you know, not many games above 500 at halftime. I mean, at halftime, at all-star break. And uh, this team, it's so much of a better fit. And I feel like although I was so high on them this offseason and how high I was on the fit of Lowry and Tucker, I feel like even I underestimated that. Like what they've been able to do on defense, you know, playing at near historic levels in an era where even though they, you know, they've toned down on some of the foul calls, it's still, you know, they're playing at, at a high pace still. So in an, they're, they're consistently holding teams under 110. They got to exactly 110 tonight. And then on, on the offensive end, it's even better of a fit than I imagined because Lowry is coming in and knows exactly what to do. Uh, you know, you got to give credit to Bam and Tyler for making their games better. But between them two and Jimmy, all of them look like they're at their best when it comes to scoring. It's very comfy for them. And I, I just, it's incredible to me. And I know I've said this on other pods, just how much they're peaking now. And we've seen continued trends like – they out-rebounded the Mavs tonight by four. They got to the free-throw line a lot tonight, 30 times. They got – I mean, they hit 13 threes, you know? This is something that actually hasn't happened in the first few games. And when they're hitting threes like this, you already know it's going to be a blowout, and that's kind of one of the themes here, I feel like, is you never had worry that this game was going to go the other way, and that's something that you would see a lot in the regular season the past two times. It's like, 
the team would come back, even though you felt like maybe they could get control. This team actually holds on to that control. They're not turning the ball over like they were before. They're rebounding and finishing plays on defense after, you know, kind of hounding everybody. So they're actually finishing. And they're just making it tough on everybody. And the offense is flowing smoothly. I want to get to some quotes here before we go. Uh, Brady is on the calls tonight because Alex is here with me. Uh, Eric Spolstra on Tyler Hero. The biggest strides were happening in the summer when nobody was watching. You're talking about somebody who's becoming one of the most skilled players in the league. I know that they shouted out the whole, you know, being in the stratosphere or whatever, the, the, the interview that Brady did with our friend Jeremy Tache. Um, Brady's playing, I mean, excuse me, Brady. Tyler's playing at that level right now. I could say Brady too. Brady's playing at that level. He's right at that level. Uh, Tyler, uh, we've had a couple here tonight. It's okay. Uh, Tyler, Tyler is Tyler is playing at that level. I mean, I, you know, it, what he's doing on a permanent basis, there aren't a lot of guys in the NBA who are doing that right now. But to me, it's like, it's the calm he's playing with. It's the calm they're all playing with. It's just kind of like, the, again, the, nothing is really phasing them. It's like, okay, so oh, this isn't working offensively. We'll go to this or we'll go to this. You can't take everything away. And look, there's a couple of miserable people on Twitter who just after every game are talking about, you know, Duncan Robinson's $90 million and I, they're tweeting at me relentlessly. Like, well, I mean, not, I'm not going to mention hot take Harry specifically, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's actually not him I was thinking of, but like, it's just, could you just enjoy it in this sense? Like the overall, the overall sort of ensemble that they've created is working. They're all contributing to it. If Duncan Robinson is a $90 million decoy on a team that wins 65 games, who gives a damn? That's my point. Okay. And, and, and I, and you know, this, this comes in too from Brady. Uh, he asked Bolster about Deadman. He's been so vital. He's a big, big, as Pat likes to say, I couldn't be happier for the minutes of productivity. Uh, he's given it from that position. You talk about it, man. Like we're taking this for granted at this stage. They literally could not find a big last year. Could not find a big. They went to a guy who was essentially, I know he doesn't like it when you say he was sitting on his couch. He wasn't sitting on his couch. Okay. But he was injured. He wasn't contributing anywhere. They've brought him in. He has been like damn near perfect since they brought him in to the point that you can make a case at this stage. And this is another pod. Chris Anderson, to me, was the best off the street kind of who also had a little track record like Deadman did in terms of being a player. He was the best off the street sort of like big that they ever brought in to contribute. And they've tried a bunch of these guys over the years, right? Whether you go back to the Eddie Curry's or the Greg Odin's. Hassan, well, Hassan was for a little while, for sure. This, this guy, Deadman, is doing things for you that Birdman did. Like, I, you know, again, not with the flourish, not with the above the rim with the passes from LeBron, but in terms of filling a role and contributing, he's doing that. Like, they have literally this nine-man rotation. Think of where it came from. Yes, you got a max player in Jimmy that you had to bring in, okay? But you also drafted two guys in the teens, okay, in Hero and Adebayo. You go spend the money on Lowry. That's fine. But then you've got Robinson, who, again, forget what he's making now, a guy who nobody believed in, undrafted, Struess, undrafted, Deadman, off the street, Caleb Martin, two-way guy, okay? This is this thing that they put together, and Markeith Morris is on a minimum contract. This is not a super team, but it's a super job by everybody who's put it together. And we haven't even talked about Oladipo. All right, I'm going to let you finish tonight. Again, thanks to our sponsors tonight. A little bit different. Dangerous Minds Brewing uh, up here in uh, in Pompano Beach. And also TherapistPreferred.com. We also mentioned use the same code at Manscaped, 5RSN, for any of your grooming products or your cologne. Alex, any final thoughts? 
Sure, it's it's really hard to not go overboard on gushing on the heat on this first stretch of the season because we know how fast things can change in the NBA. They can go on a stretch where they go 500 and things just don't look as as great as they do right now. But it's really hard to not do that, as I'm saying, because they, they're doing everything like they usually would do in March, right? We're seeing everything kind of work out perfectly right at the start of the season. I'm not sure how used to, I mean, how used to that we are, right? As people who observe the Heat on a season-to-season basis, like you talked about the size that Deadman brings off the street, right? And Birdman was the exact comparison I was thinking of other than the fact that Deadman is just a lot bigger. He's just somebody that like, he comes into the game, you know he's going to get in a bunch of points where off a of free dump down passes, whether it's from Jimmy or Kyle or Tyler, guys are setting him up and they're getting easy points, easy baskets, and a lot of easier baskets, whether it's Deadman or not, than they were last season. So I think that's part of the way the ways that we underestimated the offense. Another way that we might have underestimated the defense and why they've been so dominant at number one and steady at number one is because of that size, right? And I know we mentioned it throughout the offseason, but you see what Deadman and Tucker and Marquise Morris are doing. You see what Lowry does as a point guard position from a size perspective. You could switch them on to anybody, even though this team isn't relying on switching like they were before. They threw out some trapping tonight, which I thought was interesting. They were very on and off with it, and I was kind of uh, looking at that, monitoring that throughout the game. But what they can do on defense just doesn't run out. They've mostly stuck to the drop, which I, I favor because they're really protecting the rim, and they've done an incredible job at it. And even though they allow a lot of threes, they've kept teams to a low percentage. You got to see, I think that's the one thing we're going to have to really monitor as far as the defense is can they keep the three-point percentage down, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, like they have so far. But all of this stuff that we talked about in theory has become palpable and practical in the first three weeks. And it's like, whoa, this is something that teams that usually get to the finals do. So it's a little bit astounding to me and kind of, it's shaking me because I thought he, I was high on the team. I didn't think they were going to dominate in the way that they have so far. I think that's a good way to close. You mentioned it uh, on defense, the different looks they can throw at you don't run out. And on offense, the different places they can go don't run out. Great teams have counters to everything. This team seems to have a counter offensively to everything and defensively to everything. We'll see if they can carry it forward Thursday night, but they've got, they've got a Celtics team that's reeling that's coming in here. Saturday, unfortunately, I will not be there because I'm going to be on the road, but Saturday should be fun. Utah comes in on Saturday night, and I mentioned we've got our second watch party of the year, and we are 1-0 this year. We're starting out fresh here, okay? Monday night, quarterdeck in Sunrise. You know this team is different. Exactly. They're different. They survived us. All right, that's it. Enough beer for me. Alice has got to drive home. Thanks for joining us. Check out Post Up 5R if you still have a chance to go to YouTube. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.